Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Thursday, the middle of the month of February 2024. You know this year is a leap year, which means we have 29 days in the month of February. That's one extra day we have to endure the presidency of Joe Biden. I am shocked, I am surprised, and I'm kind of thankful that it hasn't happened yet. But this president is dragging us ever so close to a world war with China, Russia, and North Korea, who will all band together to see the destruction of the United States of America. Currently, the United States of America has treaties and agreements with multiple nation islands, or island nations, in the Western Pacific, including the Marshall Islands, which used to be our territory, but from what I understand now, it's its own independent nation. And every so many years, the United States of America has to renew the agreements with those island nations. Now, since I'm driving, I don't have a list, a complete list of those island nations in the Western Pacific, but they form a defensive ring that protects some of our allies, such as, oh, I don't know, Japan, Vietnam, South Vietnam, South Korea, the Philippines, and others. That agreement is set to expire very shortly, within months. And you would think it's very, very important for the United States of America to be able to maintain some sort of a military presence in the Western Pacific to keep communist China from overrunning that entire body of water and having free dominance without interference from the United States military to protect some of our NATO allies, which includes some of the countries I just mentioned. That pact is due to expire very shortly. And if it expires, that means the United States will stop giving about 120 million, not a billion, not trillion, but just a small amount of money to maintain our relationships with those island nations. We help to support some of their infrastructure, some of their um, electrical infrastructure, some roads, some bridges that we use in our maintenance of military bases, of naval bases located on those islands. Now imagine if tomorrow we no longer were able to keep a base at Marshall Islands, no longer able to keep bases in that ring of protection in the Western Pacific. Countries like Australia, New Zealand, the Philippines, Taiwan, South Korea, Vietnam, and other nations that we hold as allies, we could keep those nations safe by having a military presence 
bases from which we could refuel, etc., in that region. You would think this is pretty damned important, probably way more important than helping the Ukraine, who is not a United States ally, who does not hold any particular interest to the United States from a military standpoint or a political standpoint. The only reason Joe Biden wants to keep on sending billions with a B, tens of billions, likely hundreds of billions by the time it's all over, to help the Ukraine is because the Ukraine has some dirt on Joe Biden and his family. Remember Hunter Biden and the Ukraine energy company Barisma? Biden was the vice president and then suddenly his son, his cocaine addict son, and some of his drinking buddies all got cushy jobs at the board of directors of a major national natural gas company in a country that he, Hunter Biden, didn't even speak the language and had absolutely no experience with the oil or gas industry whatsoever. But suddenly he's making some ungodly salary more each month than the average American makes in a year just to supposedly sit on the board of directors in a cushy position that he had no authority no power, no real say-so, but he was there on the board. And his daddy was the vice president. And then miraculously, a decade later, highly classified top secret documents involving that country, the Ukraine, and their natural gas industry, as well as certain high-ranking members of that nation's government, Documents just appeared at Joe Biden's Penn Biden Center office closet, magically appeared in his garage, open-doored garage, sitting next to the Corvette in the same garage where his son would go and smoke God knows what, where the gardener or the groundskeeper or the maintenance man or the anybody that wanted to visit the Biden household could enter through the garage, right on in through the mudroom and into the kitchen. Or more documents found in the library of Joe Biden. Now remember, Joe Biden was only the vice president under the first half-black president of the United States, Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama. He wasn't the president, so Joe Biden had no authority whatsoever to be in possession of any classified materials. Kind of shady, doesn't it seem that way to you? A little shady? And he, Joe Biden, does not get prosecuted for having those classified documents. Let's flip the old double standard coin this morning. Donald Trump, who was the president of the United States, left office had him uh, himself a good time down at his Mar-a-Lago estate, his beautiful beach property. Leaves office, says, hey boys, pack up a bunch of stuff that's important to me. All of my personal items from the White House from my four years as the most investigated and found not guilty president in the history of the country. 
pack up all that stuff that I'm supposed to be able to take home and stick it in my very heavily guarded by the U.S. Secret Service home at Mar-a-Lago, at this lavish estate that I own. Go ahead and just pack up all the stuff I'm supposed to have. I'm the former president now of the United States. I don't have time to load U-Haul boxes, grab a hand truck dolly and put them into a U-Haul trailer and drag them down to Florida and then go through them to make sure that there's not stuff in there I'm not supposed to have and then pack it away in some office somewhere in a back room of my house never to be opened again well at least not until the FBI raids my Mar-a-Lago home in the darkness of night and does all kinds of things God knows what they brought in supposedly the people who raided Donald Trump's estate brought in cart loads of empty boxes to take out whatever they might have found which is not proper procedure if the classified top secret documents they found in Joe Biden's house were to have been handled in the same way why didn't they bring in cart loads of empty boxes supposedly empty boxes into Biden's place I guess my point is, were the boxes they brought into Mar-a-Lago during their search in the darkness of night, in the raid of a former president's home, were they really empty boxes? Or did those empty boxes have a few something-somethings, a few classified documents laying in the bottom of those boxes? We'll never know. There was no video evidence to prove one way or the other. Just another Steve Z. Truth Hurts program conspiracy theory, I guess. Anyway, in the sharp contrasting difference between the raid on Donald Trump's home and the, hey, in about three weeks, uh, we're going to come and check a few places of uh, Mr. Biden's. Uh, You guys mind tidying up a bit before we get there? You know, just spruce the place up a tad. Yeah, that'd be nice. They still managed to find documents. And the big difference, once again, is Donald Trump, as the president, had the authority to be in possession of classified documents that he can, as the president, deem unclassified. Joe Biden was in possession of classified documents when he had no authority to be in possession of them whatsoever, both as a senator and as the vice president, and likely from a period of time after he was vice president and before he was supposedly elected president. This all sounds like something that could not have been imagined even in the eyes of Tom Clancy or other famous writers about politics and crime and law and order. The things that are happening are so very far-fetched that it makes you wonder how this wasn't a television movie, or at least the plot for The West Wing or one of those other TV dramas involving the presidency. 
The double standard, of course, goes farther than that. Donald Trump has been prosecuted. They want to put the guy in jail for having documents he was lawfully, legally authorized to have. Joe Biden, on the other hand, they don't want to prosecute him because, you know, he's an elderly, well-meaning gentleman. And the report from Robert Hur, the special counsel appointed to investigate Biden's unlawful possession of documents, says he had so many issues remembering basic things that he probably would not be able to stand trial. He wouldn't be considered mentally competent to stand trial for these possibly treasonous acts of having those classified documents in his possession. But the way they're trying to treat it is, well, you know, he's an elderly guy. He means well. He kind of messes up every once in a while, and he doesn't remember things. Well, hearing those words on the news media enraged Joe Biden to the point that he called a press conference And by golly, I'm going to tear a new one into anyone who dares to question my mental fitness. And he gets up there in front of the microphone at the podium with the presidential seal on there. And he starts badgering and berating not only the report, but its author and any reporter who dares to question his mental fitness for office. And especially, shame on that guy, Robert Hur. Shame on him for daring, for having the audacity, the unmitigated gall to bring up Bo Biden's death. Bo Biden, the brother of cocaine addict Hunter Biden. Bo Biden, who served in the military, who was at one time the attorney general of one of our 50 states, 57 states if you count Barack Hussein Obama's assessment when they asked Barack Hussein Obama how many states they were and he said 57. Remember that? What a sham joke. And his whipping boy, his lackey, his puppet, his little marionette doll, Joe Biden, is no better. In fact, is far worse. So in the shadow government of Barack Hussein Obama's third term in office, he's had his puppet, his little string puppet, Joe Biden, sitting in there, and they have their insurance policy against getting Joe Biden out of office, sitting in the vice president's chair, go into that one in a minute. But they don't want to prosecute Joe Biden because on the one hand, he's too mentally incompetent to be able to stand trial because of his memory. Does this mean his memory was that bad when he was a senator? Was his memory that bad when he was the vice president? Does he get a pass just because he's old and senile now? Let me ask you this. Those elderly Catholic priests who allegedly raped young boys 40 years prior. Do they get a pass because they're old and feeble and senile now? Of course not. The 
government has gone after many of those elderly priests with zero credible evidence, just some failed male who decided to transgender says, oh, I, Father Flanagan touched my willy one time when I was seven, and I've been wanting to be a girl ever since. And they just take that as fact and say, oh, priest must have been a pervert. Let's prosecute him. Lots and lots of elderly Catholic priests and uh, members of other non-denominational sects, S-E-C-T-S, have been accused of fondling little boys beans and franks through the years they don't get a pass because someone says well he's old and he's got dementia now and he doesn't even remember the crime so now you're going to put this guy in jail the rest of his life but joe biden's different you see joe biden gets a pass because the special counsel whose job it is to simply report the facts was joe biden illegally in possession of classified and top secret documents yes or no that's what he is supposed to have found out perhaps his commentary on joe biden's memory was put in there so that his entire report could be discounted as prejudiced and joe biden simply gets away with it did you murder the dog Yes or no? Special counsel assigned to find out if he murdered the dog. Well, we found the dog in the trunk of his car with stab wounds, and we found a knife in his possession with his DNA on the knife and the dog's blood on the knife and a note detailing how he was going to kill the dog. But someone said, I don't know if he's going to be capable of standing trial. So we throw out the fact that he murdered the dog and say, sorry, we can't prosecute you because someone made a comment in a report somewhere. That's very possible that this is how it's going to go down. Joe Biden will never be prosecuted for being in possession unlawfully of classified documents. Whereas Donald Trump, who had the authority to be in possession of classified documents, is being prosecuted and they're trying to keep him from running for office on that basis where are the republicans that you voted for that i voted for who promised us they were going to stop this bullshit? where are the republicans well we know where they are but where are their balls where is their follow-up follow through where is their investigation into these matters why are they not shouting from the hilltops each and every day each and every one of them questioning this double standard applied to joe biden versus donald trump are they truly out there and the media is just not listening to them is that what it is no i don't think so I often speak highly of Congressman Steve Scalise, Republican, second in charge of the House of Representatives from the great state of Louisiana. A guy who was going to be Speaker of the House, but decided at the last minute because he was going through some cancer treatments, it probably wasn't for him. So he wasn't the Speaker of the House. 
But he was a very outspoken person for some period of time, calling out the wrongs of the left, calling out the double standard. He was for a while. And now it's radio silence from Steve Scalise. Very, very rarely do you see Steve Scalise standing before the microphone and calling out things like this double standard. Oh, you see him in his Mardi Gras outfit. Week before Mardi Gras, king cakes and Mardi Gras beads and a jazz band, all at taxpayers' expense, going up there to entertain everyone. And did it bring more tourism to the state of Louisiana? Is it going to drag more people from other states to come to Louisiana to watch a bunch of kids beating on Home Depot buckets and blowing horns that were donated to the NOCA New Orleans School for the Creative Arts? I don't know. That's not what we sent Steve Scalise to Congress to do. We sent him back to Congress because he promised he was going to do something about the runaway spending. He was going to do something to get Joe Biden impeached. So again, I'll say it, and a lot of you will write nasty letters to uh, at Hertz program on Twitter or X. You'll send nasty emails to the truth hurts program at gmail.com. Steve, Steve Z, why in God's name would you now be bashing Republican members of Congress? We're in an election year for God's sake. Yes, we are. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I said it at the last midterm elections. We're going to send Republicans to Congress, but if they don't do something, by golly, I might just go ahead and throw all of my support behind the Democrats just so the whole damn thing can crumble and die. The whole damn country. And then, because my ego is so great, I will say, I told you so. I was correct and you were wrong. I was right. And we can all suffer through the destruction of America at the hands of the Democrats together. Why not? Obviously, we elected the Republicans to do certain things, and they refused to do those certain things. So why should we keep throwing our support behind do-nothing Republicans? The Democrats have been promising the African american 13% hyphenated American minority, we gonna fix it for y'all. We gonna make your lives better. They've been promising that to the black community for over 60 years with welfare and social programs and giveaways and handouts and special treatments and affirmative actions and quota hiring and all the things they promised. And yet the 13% hyphenated American minority still sits at the top of every crime statistic and at the very bottom of every economic statistic every educational metric, every societal gauge of success. The definition of insanity, of course, is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Think about that, my friends doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. 
Are we insane when we go to the ballot box in 2022 and vote for Republicans once again and hope they're going to make things better? Well, I'm here to tell you that two years after 2022, in the year 2024, where we are now, we voted for those Republicans, and yet things are no better. They are, in fact, worse because the Republicans did not make the effort whatsoever to do what they promised they were going to do if we elected them. They've done nothing. I used to call the Democrats the do-nothing Democrats until I realized they were doing quite a bit, quite a bit to subvert the rule of law in the United States of America, to destroy the economy, to sow division and further separate people into more easily controlled groups. Oh, they're the do-something Democrats, all right. They're doing something to destroy the nation. A former radio host used to call them the Republicans, can't, and the Demodonts, don't. They said the Democrats held power in both chambers of Congress, and they also had their first half-black Democrat president. They could have done all the things they wanted to and promised to do to help the African American 13% hyphenated American community. They could have, but they did not. They don't do what they say they're going to do. Because to be a Democratic politician in the Democratic Party, you have to say one thing and do the opposite. You have to promise this and then do that, the opposite. Republicans like to criticize Democrats. They love to blather and bloviate, to bluster and to cry foul and promise that they're going to fix it. But in the two-party system, nothing ever gets fixed, nothing ever gets done. And you and I can sit around the bar after work and have a beer and talk about it, as long as it's not a Bud Light. We can chat about it, we can bitch about it, piss, whine, and moan about it. But nothing gets done. Meanwhile, over in Democrat land, in the urban centers of the so-called underserved communities, sitting out on a stoop, sipping a couple of 40-ounce malt liquors, there are members of the 13% hyphenated American minority who are bitching and complaining, man, I can't even believe we'd have been voted again for them Democrats and they ain't did nothing for us. We still out here sitting out here. Price would be done gone up. We ain't got nothing better. You don't see nothing happening out here. Ain't nothing getting no better for us. Why we keep voting for the Democrats? And the other guy sipping on his 40 and his blunt, smoking his blunt will say, man, you know what? Maybe we ought to go ahead and vote for Trump. We should vote for Trump next time. But then they hear from their so-called community organizers 
their so-called leaders. Man, if y'all vote for Donald Trump, he gonna put y'all back in chains again. Y'all heard what Joe Biden done said. And the cycle never ends, my Truth Hurts program listeners. Never ends. I'll leave you with this this morning. If Joe Biden is not competent to be prosecuted for actions that he committed more than 10 years ago while he was a senator, while he was the vice president, while he was a private citizen before becoming the president. If that's the standard, then no one should ever be prosecuted again for any crime. But know this, if Joe Biden is truly incompetent to stand trial for those actions, how the hell can he be competent to remain commander in chief. It's because of the insurance policy known as Camel Toe Harris. Everybody knows that if they take Joe Biden out of office tomorrow, we're stuck with the cackling chucklehead Camel Toe Harris, and she is certainly not capable or competent, intelligent enough, you name it, she's not qualified to be the President of the United States. And that is Joe Biden's insurance policy, and it has been Joe Biden's insurance policy all along. All right, folks, I've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day. Happy Thursday. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2024, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music, Jason Shaw and Audionautics.